Hi everyone, I am Brittany and welcome to One Hot Mess. Welcome everyone, welcome, welcome. Today we're going to be talking about the psychology of love. Is it just a trick, a tale we tell, or the core of our humanity? Okay, so it's impossible to pinpoint precisely when our interpretation of romantic love was born centuries ago, but scholars generally agree that modern America offered an ideal cultural climate for it to take shape. During the late 1800s and the first half of the 1900s, the traditional love story in which two young people see themselves as in love and start to build an enduring relationship became a popular social convention, at least in the United States, wrote the social psychologist Kenneth and Mary Gurgeon, I believe, in 1988. in um yeah i believe they said that women spearheaded the notion of romantic love the pair argued a means of cementing relationships that might otherwise end should men decide to seek out greener pastures it was greatly to women's advantage if sexual desire could be interpreted as love and a man's desire for her could result in lasting commitment and economic security they explained contending that the romanticizing of lust was employed as a form of social control love was thus a tale that a couple would choose to believe in according to this theory mirroring other arguments that the emotion is a learned or constructed device rather than a biologically determined response. And the more we seem to know about the emotion, however, the more we seem to not know. As it always has been, romantic love remains a challenge for individuals in the 21st century with arguably no pursuit more difficult than successfully and happily managing a relationship predicated on mutually shared strong feelings between two people. Living one's life as a single person is itself a complex affair these days, making the addition of possessing love for and hopefully with another person Yet another thing we must handle with great care. Then why do it? One has to ask, right? It is the cornerstone of our humanity. As Hera Estroff Morano plainly put it in Psychology Today in 2004, writing that, Only love protects us enough to grow and change. 
Love has to be worth the effort for so many to willingly enter into it despite all the work and risks involved. We have to conclude suggesting there is a basic human need to be part of something bigger than or outside of oneself. Anyone who has come within waltzing distance of it, read Jane Austen or Danielle Steele or listened to Frank Sinatra or Celine Dion, knows there is no elixir like love. Morano also wrote, making the safe bet that it wasn't about to disappear anytime soon. Alright, so alongside our individual and collective love affair with love has existed, paradoxically, a deep distrust of and antipathy towards the emotion, a lethal combination of Hollywood sentimentality. Victorian romanticism and bridal magazine has placed an impossible burden on love. And many women, especially millennials, you know, those born after 1980 and the first generation to become young adults in the 21st century, have, in fact, resisted entering into serious relationships because they may involve love. This is nothing new, however. As early as the 1930s, some scientists described romantic love as an emotion that mature adults had no business clinging to. Such love was a vestige of children's imagination, they declared, in a sentimental state of mind that served little useful purpose. Psychotherapist, notably Alfred Adler, have over the years also dismissed romantic love, thinking that marriages would be much better off without it. Many feminists of the 1970s, particularly Marilyn French, argued that romantic love presented a real and present danger to women's independence and ability to lead lives with real meaning. Later, scholars such as Pepper Schwartz have made a convincing case for peer marriage. Mm-hmm. Predicated on equality and deep friendship in place of passion and stereotypical gender roles. In short, love in America has been a continuous, highly charged site, simultaneously aggressively pursued for its emotional rewards and just as assertively avoided due to the havoc it could wreak on one's psyche. Alright, are you still with me, guys? Alright, so some argue that 
biology plays a major role in encouraging us to gravitate toward love throughout our lives. Love is there for a reason. You know, scientists have pointed out a central part of the grand design of our species. More specifically, nature dangles the carrot of love through brain chemistry, making it a tempting force that is difficult to resist. The joy and the euphoria to be had by a brain in early love can be matched only by strong opiates, this alone making it understandable why so many of us are seduced by the emotion. The discovery of love in the brain has justifiably been recognized as an important scientific breakthrough. Perhaps even analogous to those made by Copernicus and Newton in their attempts to learn the physical laws of the universe. The ability to see love via fMRI scans has shifted the study of love toward neuroscience and offered a means to more quantifiably evaluate theories offered by psychologists, sociologists, and others in the social sciences and medicine. Viewing the physical properties of an emotion is perhaps not unlike peeking inside the body through x-rays in the late 19th century, a very exciting historical development that helped advance the field. Still, despite all the thought devoted to the subject over the decades, it's fair to say that the psychological workings of love remain largely a mystery, which I propose is a good thing. Alright guys, moving on from the psychology of love to something a little bit different, but kind of in the same category, we're going to go over three reasons why healthy relationships bore some people. Alright, so you're in a healthy, loving relationship and you feel secure with your partner, but you feel bored and restless and you wonder why you're feeling this way when this is all you've ever wanted. Maybe you recall with a shudder all of the conversations you've had with friends and family about how frustrated you were by unsatisfying relationships in the past that were full of drama. You thought you finally cracked the code when you met your current partner because things didn't feel as hard as they did in previous relationships and maybe the first for the first time ever you feel emotionally safe in a relationship. Many people assume that if they are feeling bored in a relationship, that means the relationship is doomed and 
that they should break up with their partner when it could potentially mean that they are in a healthy relationship. If you're feeling bored in a relationship, it could be due to your relationship template. If you didn't have a healthy role model for a romantic relationship growing up, then a healthy, consistent relationship may feel boring to you or as if there's no spark. Now, a relationship template is often the basis from which one interprets a partner's compatibility and contains the core beliefs that were learned early on about love. Research has demonstrated that it is common to be drawn to romantic partners who appear to exhibit similar qualities as your primary caregivers. And when you meet someone who reminds you of a significant person in your past, you may feel immediately connected to them if the relationship dynamic mirrors your early relationship template. If you're feeling bored in your relationship, well, consider whether any of these reasons may be playing a role. Okay, you're used to relationships that feel like emotional roller coasters. So if your previous relationships had a lot of highs and lows, you likely experienced something known as intermittent reinforcement, similar to gambling. There's quite a bit of anxiety involved due to the uncertainty of when the next hit or relationship high is coming. And even if there are more lows than highs, someone may hold on to the relationship hoping that they can get back to the relationship highs they previously experienced. And given that research has shown an increase in anxiety may increase feelings of attraction towards a potential partner than a person would have experienced otherwise. What? It's kind of crazy, right? And since our brains are hardwired to pay attention to novel stimuli, a stable and consistent relationship may be taken for granted because your brain has become adapted to the excitement that comes with experiencing a new relationship. And this can be particularly true if you're used to relationships that often feel like emotional roller coasters. And these relationships often evoke anxiety and uncertainty about what will happen in the future or when the next relationship high will occur. And consequently, these feelings may be misinterpreted as excitement, passion, and strong chemistry. If this has been your experience in previous relationships and you meet someone who is stable and doesn't, you know, elicit the same type of anxiety, you may assume there is no chemistry or perceive the relationship as boring. Okay, or maybe you learned 
early on that you had to overfunction in a relationship at the expense of yourself. So if you grew up in a home where one parent adopted the role of being the caretaker or enabler, you may have learned that love equals staying in a relationship at the expense of yourself, that love has to be earned or that you need to prove yourself or fight for it in order for the relationship to last. As an adult, you may find yourself most attracted to relationships where it feels natural for you to convince another of your worth, adopt the caretaker role, or attempt to manage your partner's mood by walking on eggshells around them. And when you adopt the same role you witnessed growing up in your adult relationship, you feel at home because it feels so familiar. The pull towards this type of relationship dynamic and the chemistry you experience may feel particularly strong, making it even more difficult to let go of an unhealthy relationship that mirrors the same dynamic you witnessed growing up. But when you encounter a healthy, balanced relationship that doesn't require you to overfunction or sacrifice your authentic needs or feelings in order to maintain it, it may initially feel boring to you because the relationship is not being driven by a subconscious desire to save someone else or prove your worth. And the last one, you've been conditioned to view consistent and healthy relationships as boring. So if you learned early on that romantic love often involves unpredictability or inconsistency, you may be most drawn to partners who are avoidant or emotionally unavailable. And when you have unresolved feelings about the relationship dynamics you experienced growing up, there may be a part of you subconsciously hoping that maybe this time around, your experience will be different, which may look like hoping you can move a partner from emotionally unavailable to available, or proving your worth so they do not abandon you. And when you encounter a healthy, consistent relationship that doesn't require you to repeat the same dynamic, it may feel like Something is missing because the usual tension isn't there and the relationship is not being driven by a subconscious desire to have a different experience. And as a result, you may perceive the relationship as boring because it's not elicting the same level of anxiety and uncertainty your prior relationships did at the same level of anxiety. Yes, yes, yes. All right, all right, all right. So sorry. I had to do it, guys. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it, guys. Please make sure to hit that follow button. I hope you all have a beautiful day, and I will talk to you guys later.